This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. That means Paula is live in studio with me. If you have any questions, calls, or just need any encouragement from the world's champion encourager, 340-9585 is the number. That's area code 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And remember, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the hands-free feature of your phone with the free KSLR mobile app just at the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number one more time is 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. I just saw your shirt for the first time. Well, that's kind of a shame because you've been with me <laughs> but you had pretty a coat much on. this morning. Right I did have a sweatshirt on, yeah. In all fairness, that is true. I still can't believe what it is. Is Howie Y'all? No, it says Hey Y'all. Oh, Hey Y'all, okay. Mm-hmm. It has little boots on there, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Texas. <laughs> You're a cowgirl. Yeah, sort of. So how you doing? I'm doing good. What's on your heart today? Well, you told me and the whole radio listening audience that you're saving a question for me today. And so, go ahead. Okay. It was an anonymous question that we got. I was going to, I came across it yesterday and I thought, just as I got to it, that, that we should probably have your perspective on it as well. Mm-hmm. And it says, how should a married Christian couple deal with differing sex drives in a marriage? And then it says your body is not your own? Well, that that's just a reminder for me. Oh, okay, so. okay. Yeah. Um, how? Well, maybe first they should talk about it and have an agreement as to, you know, what they should do. It's kind of reminded me of a commercial that I, I've seen on TV recently where the husband and wife are in bed, and you can tell the wife is very ill, you know? And the husband comes up behind her, and he says, Honey, and she's like, Honey! (laughs) But he's talking about cough medicine for her. But that's kind of how it is sometimes when uh, one is ready and the other one's not. Um, How do you deal with that? Well, yeah, your body is not your own in, in, in 1 Corinthians 7. Uh, well, let me back up. First, we should be considerate of one another, for sure. Um, but it says in 1 Corinthians 7, 
Now, regarding the questions you asked me in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations, relations, but because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife goes on to say, do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I now, think That's the New Living Translation? Yes. That, that's a really good translation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of that passage. You know, the, the NIV, the... King James, New King James is your duty, and mm-hmm. and so I, that that's a really good yeah, translation. Like that's the first yeah. time I've read that, and I heard that. So yes, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, right there. Um, my body is not my own; it belongs to you, and vice versa. Um, but like I say, it, it says, uh, "Do not deprive each other unless you both agree to refrain." You know, for a limited time. So that means we need to talk about this kind of a thing. Um, I don't know what the reason is, but, um, you know, I've heard of, well, we had a lady years ago who said she didn't want to have intimate relations with her husband again because she already had a couple of children and she didn't want to take that chance. She just, I'm I'm tired of being pregnant. Um, So it doesn't say in this differing sex drives if it's, him who has it, or her who's like, today and every day is good, you know? Yeah, it, uh, it, it doesn't it, say. Yeah. And, and I don't think that matters. It could be either one. Mm-hmm. It's just um, um, one has different sex drives, different needs than the other. And I think the question that um, that I'd like your perspective on is, so what do you do? And you read the passage of Scripture, so mm-hmm. sort of exegete the passage of Scripture. Well, um, for me... And this is real personal, of course. Um, I have told you I'm never too tired and I'm never too busy. My body belongs to you, and so I'll, I'll never t- say no. Um, but that's because the Lord had put that on my heart. Um, and I tell the ladies, and I'll tell them this when we're over in, the, in, the, in Oklahoma doing that couples retreat, um, you know, if, if your mama calls or your best friend calls and says, girl, somebody gave us some money, said, we got to spend it all today at the mall. You good? <laughs> She'll say, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. I'll meet you there if you, don't need, if you don't want me to pick you up. But we're never too tired for the things we really want to do, even though sometimes we really are tired. But like this says, um, the wife gives authority over to her husband with her body. And if that's really the case, then we don't get to say no. And it's not a duty. It's really supposed to be, a, if it's a labor, it's a labor of love. You know, I, I was telling you earlier, thinking about last night's study, Leah, who was not loved by Jacob, um, kept thinking, if I, if I just give him children, then he'll love me, you know. Um, that makes me sadder every time I read it. I we, know. We've been in it for several weeks now. Yeah, I know. 
And uh, sometimes that's really the case. Um, and so, but do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree. And so if you have differing sex drives, again, t- for me, I would say talk about that. Um, not argue about it, but talk about it. And, and we are to um, respect one another, we're to submit to one another, we're to love one another. But when it right, comes right down to it, his body doesn't belong to himself and her body doesn't belong to herself. And there's got, there should just be some agreement. And agreement is really with the Lord. Yeah, and, and one thing you just said in, at the beginning of that explanation, you said that, that the Lord put this on your heart. Mm-hmm. But my question is, with the passage of Scripture that's really clear, mm-hmm. has he not put that on everybody's heart? I would think so, but yeah. I can't speak for everybody. And, you know, for me, yes. I, and I will tell the ladies, you don't have the right to say no. And, you know, I'm sure for you men, uh, you don't have the right to say no. Um, yeah, and, and you, you mentioned at the very beginning of the program that, that we're responsibly considered of one another. Yeah. And that means that there's times when the one with the higher sex drive has got to be able, able to say, you know what, I can see that this isn't the right time for you, or I can see mm-hmm. that, that uh, you're, you're not feeling well or you're not into this, mm-hmm. so uh, let's wait for another time. Yes. So the, the idea of exercising self-control is to be selfless in your love yeah. to, to your, your wife or to your husband. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, as a general rule, uh, I think the scriptures, and this makes people really angry, um, and, and we put our spin on this passage of scripture that I think is really clear. But one of the, the, the responsibilities, now almost always it's a wonderful responsibility, but it's a responsibility nonetheless, is to provide for the physical needs of your spouse. Yeah. And um, our the culture we live in, no, my body belongs to me, mm-hmm. which is completely the opposite mm-hmm of what we're told, mm-hmm. uh, when Paul is answering some of these very questions um, um, written to him by the church uh, in Corinth. Yeah, I agree. So I hope that answers your question. You know, talk about it and yet resolve that you belong to another. His name is Jesus first and then your husband. And, and husband, your wife is to be treat it like super, super special. And, you know, another thing, I am married to a neat, clean guy. <laughs> he always smells good. That's a huge thing for me. If, if it wasn't that way, like with, I'm just going back to the study last night, Leah was so desperate, Rachel too, but here this man just comes in from the fields. He doesn't even talk about a shower or anything. You know, no, 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 no. If I'm, I'm thinking showers uh, weren't as as important then as, as they have become hmm. in later years. I don't know. Good thing I'm I'm living now because <laughs> that would not be attractive to me. So, yeah, it, it just can't be one of those. Now's the time, honey. You know what I'm saying? And no, no intimacy, no, you know, love talking or, you know, and, you know consideration. Paula, yeah, Paula, we have talked about this uh, in, in some conferences we've done. Uh, we get, we typically do a Q&A mm-hmm. and we get these kind of questions. But we've talked about personal hygiene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important. It matters. Oh, my it's goodness. Really yeah. You know, you want to, with, with your husband or with your wife, you want to put your best foot forward. Yeah. And that means you've got to be clean. You've got to yeah. smell good. Yeah. And uh, honestly, and, and I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll speak in general terms about this. 
But there's a lot of times that men just are really insensitive to, to how they smell or how clean they are or are not. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's those kind of things that as Christians we got to understand. If my body belongs to you, I, I don't want to present it to you. Uh, in any way other than putting the best foot forward. And I totally appreciate that, Pastor. <laughs> I do not even think I don't. Uh, it, on the other hand, women too, you know, um, our husbands go to work or and or we both go to work and we come home and everybody's tired. Everybody's tired. And yet we still have roles to play. Um, and, uh, you know, those who aren't at work or who get home before their husbands or come in after their husbands still the same responsibility be presentable in the car on the way home there's plenty of time to say Lord yeah I'm done with my job where I make money but Lord my first ministry is at home my first ministry is to love my wife the way Christ loved the church and to let my kids see that and um yeah, I think if we have that mindset, things will be different. You know, on a, on a related topic, I, I can't recall if, if there's ever been a case where this wasn't true. But you, you spoke uh, way before I was saved. Um, you, you spoke about you never wanted me to see you looking the same when I came home mm-hmm. as, as when I left the house. Yeah. And and uh, I, I can't ever recall. Maybe maybe there was a time when you were sick or something, and mm. I I don't remember it. Mm-mm. But um, you you um, you're very attentive to being neat and clean, attractive. Thank you. Um, um, and and as far as I remember, you've never uh, violated that. I hope I never. And, and, and for me, that's not necessary because you always look good to me. Yeah. But. But that's just something the Lord put on my heart. A long it's time just ago. a thought. It, it's like you can't leave the home without making the bed. Yeah. Okay. See, I would never. <laughs> if if I if you weren't there, I'd never make the bed. But but you just can't leave. Mm-hmm. What if somebody comes in and see my bed not made? Yeah, yeah. It's just the kind of the way you're built. And you've always made a a, a big deal about. Oh no no, I, I'm not going to let you see me. W- we go to the gym. Uh, we we do our exercise. We read, and then then I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I come home later, and uh, uh, again, I can't ever remember you still being in your gym clothes or um, sort of just hanging around the house all day, not taking care of yourself. So, yeah. I mean, those are the that's being considerate of one another. Yeah, that's even when we had the kids. Yeah. The same thing. So. You know, on Friday tomorrow night uh, here at Calvary Chapel, Paul, I'm going to be uh, starting in the Ephesians five passage. Uh, about marriages. Oh, goodness. Here uh, we go. Uh, Wives, yeah. submit to your husband. I did one whole study on submit <laughs> to one another before the break. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wives, submit to your husband. It's coming, right? <laughs> I, I did that before the break. Here we are tomorrow. I'm going to do verses 22, 23, and 24. Okay. And, um, you know, sometimes ladies say, why do you always start with us? Well, because verse 22 comes before verse 25. It's in the Bible that direction. That's but, right. But don't worry. Verse 25 is coming and oh, we'll yeah. spend, spend some time there. But it's sort of a, a mini marriage conference here tomorrow night in Ephesians chapter 5. Mm-hmm. And Paul ex- uh, emphasized the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God puts it in that direction for a reason. It's, uh, I think for us ladies, we kind of need to hear this. Uh, it's not easy to submit, you know. It, it really isn't. I don't think it's easy for anybody, but nobody, yeah. nobody wants to do We got to submit to God, our husbands, our bosses, you know. It's just our kids sometimes, you know, but 
It's, it's just something else. Sometimes you get home, it's just, okay, I'm done submitting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, you know, I, I always say this when I'm doing the marriage conferences. It, it's a curse. It is a curse. It's not supposed to be something our flesh mm-hmm. enjoys. Mm-hmm. I was it's, even having to submit to my dog because he knew exactly what time it was, it was time to eat. Yeah. And he'd be looking right at me like, uh, hello, do you not know what time it is? All right, I got to make your food too. Here we go. So, yeah. But he was a lot easier to submit to than I am. I oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, um, we would appreciate your prayers. We're doing a marriage conference uh, in February, I think, toward the end of the month. It's actually a couple's retreat. Is that the same thing? It, it better be because Cause marriage, we're talking about marriage things. Yeah, but, you know, marriage thing, we've had before um, engaged couples, and we've also had singles who thought it was a marriage well, so they can learn how to be married. This okay. is actually a couples retreat. Actually, already married couples. Okay. Well, then if it's if it's a marriage retreat, uh, and they're unmarried couples, it turns into a pre-marriage retreat mm-hmm. because we're going to be talking about the relationship. So I, I'm my assumption is okay. that that um, at least my topics are going to be marriage. And how seriously God takes it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, so, so those are the kind of things that, that we got that question out of the way, Paula. So, what's on your heart? What do you want to talk about today? Well, um, <laughs> you are so funny. Uh, your uh, pre, no, your year end message. Uh, I I loved it, but let me see which one was the other day where you had all the the numbers. Where I just, you know me, I like lists, and so. That, oh. w- that was this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the plop, plop, or pop, pop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, we do three services here, and I did, yeah, no. I, first time I said pop, pop, fizz, fizz, instead uh-huh. of plop, plop, mm-hmm. fizz, fizz. Yeah. And right after the second pop got out of my mouth, I thought, that's not right. Uh-huh. But yeah. I didn't want to go backwards. So. And no worries. I fixed it. Y- yeah, you did. Yeah, service. but you should see my paper, because my paper says pop, pop. Fizz, fizz, and then second service, I had to put the L's in, <laughs> in there. So anyway, plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is, refresh. And then under that, right be- like when you took a breath, it was like I heard the Lord say, Paula, let me encourage you. Love Jesus, you know. And so I was like, oh, I better pay good attention to this. <laughs> and so, yeah, you were, you were saying um, in order for... This year to be great, um, remember. Yeah, and, and the idea, the whole plot, plot, fizz, fizz thing was, was we all need some relief. Mm-hmm. Just take a times. Uh, Peter says in, in his second uh, sermon in the book of Acts, uh, so that the times of the re- of refreshing can mm-hmm. come upon mm-hmm. you. And don't we need refreshing and, and like you're boy, saying? I, I'm telling you, I do. Yeah. I really need refreshing. Yeah. And, and uh, this message this past Sunday was uh, designed to to kind of show the way that 2021 can be a year where it's not so oppressive and, and we're not trying to carry all the burdens. So that was my, my point in the yeah. whole thing. And that was amazing. So the other day when I woke up, I was like, oh, man, what's number three? Because I was waking up from my sleep, and I knew number one was we're servants. You know, that's what we're called to be, and sometimes that's a thankless not a job, but a thankless ministry. We're unappreciated sometimes, but that's okay. Um, we, but in order to have a better year and a better relationship with our Lord, 
uh, we need to have the right heart with the right attitude, doing things with the right motive. Okay, God, work on me, work on me, work on me. But two, we've been entrusted with the secret things of God, and it's an honor and a privilege. We get to tell other people God's word, and by example, live it out, not just talking it, to live it out. How cool is that? And that in so doing, God is the one who provides the power if we will submit to him daily. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit, fill me with your Holy Spirit all throughout the day. Um, and so there's no pressure on us to perform, and you say that later on down the way. But the one I couldn't remember when I woke up was, what's number three? What's number three? This that's, is that's this one nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what you said, too. And, and this for the audience, this was... First uh, Corinthians chapter four, the first five verses. Yes, yeah, is, is was was the passage we were exegeting, uh-huh. and um, it, it's just one of those passages. I told the church that that if they would really believe this today, it would take so much pressure off them, and they could just sort of feel the relief. Mm-hmm. Well, the one I forgot was learn to embrace trials. <laughs> learn to embrace trials. Whatever He allows is used for opportunities, and you know, no matter what we're going through. The Lord can and will, if we will submit, of course, um, there's that word again, uh, submit. He's going to work all the things together for the good of those who love him to those called according to his purpose. And sometimes we're in those trials and, and a couple of studies ago, you know, where the Lord told the disciples to go to the other side and they were in that storm where the Lord lets us get into trials, leads us into some, in fact, um, so he can sharpen us and, um, you know, make us ready. Number four. Wait, before you go okay. there, we're, we're just inside four minutes. Okay. But, um, um, you know, when, when I say things like we have to, if, if 2021 is going to be a year uh, of refreshing where, the, where, where we find relief by letting Jesus do the work for us, we have to embrace trials and people automatically hear that, oh, we got to enjoy them. No, that's silly. Nobody enjoys a trial. Mm -mm. We like things when they're going really easy and and God, you know, we like goosebumps. Yeah, it's smooth and it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. No problem. Feels good. Mm -hmm. No getting out of the boat, you know, and and coming (laughs) to Jesus. Um, But the truth of the matter is, is we need trials and that's why we need to learn to embrace them. And in the middle of a trial or, or even better, at the very beginning of a trial, uh, whenever anything feels like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to survive this, or I don't know how I'm going to accomplish this. Uh, it, it's just one of those things where you say, Jesus, I'm yours, you're mine, and um, um, I know you're working things together for my good. Mm-hmm. And on the other end of this trial, I'm going to know you more and love you more than I do right now. Mm-hmm. We need those trials, and those trials prove who we are, mm-hmm. prove our level of commitment to the Lord. And um, uh, all of the really, really significant work that God has done in my life, in your life, really in anybody's lives, um, really comes through those trials mm-hmm. where Jesus gets to, to demonstrate that, hey, I've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. What with the song that we sang the other night, goodness comes running after me, mm-hmm. God's goodness comes yeah. running after yeah. me. Yeah. You know, there's times in the trials we can't see the goodness. Mm-hmm. And yet, through the trial, we find out that that goodness was running after us the whole time and, in fact, pushing us to that place mm-hmm. where we could step out and above mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the, the difficulty of the moment. Mm-hmm. So all of us, we've got to learn to embrace trials regardless of 
of our personal preference, we've got to get to that place where we say, okay, Lord, I'm your servant. Paul had trials. Jesus had trials. Mm -hmm. Peter had trials. Every one of our Bible heroes had trials. And those trials is what made them the men or the women that they turned out to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you want me to learn in this, Lord? Um, and, and I want to see your hand in it. And he always shows up. Four. Number four is my favorite one. <laughs> where it says, stop worrying about what others think or say, and I add it, or do against you. It really has no value. If my heart is right with God, I'm all right. Don't let others influence you. Fearing man is burdensome. Be free. Man, is that the best thing ever? You know, you just think, Jesus, you're my husband, my maker. I'm good in your sight where you tell me how beautiful you are, my darling. There is no flaw in you. So what am I worried about what other people think about me when I know what you think about me? That's what's the most important. And so to kind of remind yourself all the time, hey, look, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to be, you know. Um, I don't have it all together. Not pretending that I do. How freeing is that? Um, just stop worrying about what others yes. think or say. Worrying about what other people think or say about us is epidemic. Yep. In the world, but, but yeah, we church, want them to like me. Yeah, in our church culture, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the music. We are out of time for the first half hour of the program. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day edition of the World's Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the program, 340-9585. We've got 30 minutes left with Paula. And all you need to do is call us. Okay, Paula, you are on step number four. Yeah. So now it's... Step number five. After four, it's... So number five was my second favorite one because my the number four I have highlighted really dark and then number five is kind of really highlighted dark. So number five is be easier on you. Don't do guilt for long periods of time. Man, has that ever been a thing that I've lived in, you know, just beat myself up over and over again. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I did that again. You know, that kind of a thing. And... um He's saying, don't do that. Can you be comfortable with doing the best you can and being all right with the Lord? Yeah, because, you know, we always have that, well, at least for me, you know, uh, performing, oh, man, I, I, I only got a B. I wanted an A plus, but I only got a B kind of thing. And Lord said, did you do your best? Yeah. Well, maybe you're just a B person. So, <laughs> you know, be okay with that. But Paula, give yourself a break. Don't agonize over the results. That's another thing I would do. You know, I'd lead somebody to the Lord and then be scared to death. Did I do it right? You, you've asked me <laughs> in our life together, you've asked me a dozen times probably, what, what, would, would, you, would you talk to him yeah. to make sure I did it make right? Make sure I did it right. That's right. You I know, have. But, but th this, is, this is one of the steps, Paula, that, again, if we would really believe it, would, would, would set us free. It would be like we're floating on air. We're so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we mess up. We sin. Um, we say, oh, God, I'm sorry. I can't believe I did it. Please forgive me. And then we spend the next week beating ourselves up over it. 
And we need to give ourselves a break. Not not when it comes to sin or compromising. I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. But we need to, to to say, you know, God, I, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I blew it. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And then accept the forgiveness. And move on. And forget about it. Yeah. Because the enemy was going to try to get you to be paralyzed yep. in that, that place. Yep. And then you're going to miss out on other things, which means you're going to have other things to repent of. <laughs> and then it's just this vicious cycle. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the things I want people to understand is that that his blood washes away all sin. And God knows our heart. And if we did something, even if it was willfully, and we get to the place where, oh, God, I, I, I was insane. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> That's number six, baby. And then walk Mm-hmm. in that forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a gift that God gave me a long time ago. Paul said, uh, I don't even judge myself. Mm-hmm. What do I care if others judge me? I don't even judge myself. Mm-hmm. Then he said this. He said, my conscience is clear, yep. but that doesn't make me innocent. And and we would understand it better to say, but that doesn't make me right. So mm-hmm. what Paul was saying, literally, and this is the great apostle Paul, mm-hmm. he was saying, whatever I do, I do the best I can as unto the Lord, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to have to leave the results yep. to him. Yeah. So give yourself a break, mm-hmm. and this will be a much better year yes. to go. Yes. Let's go to our first phone call today on line one from Live Oak. Tim is calling. Tim, thanks for calling. You're on the air. I'm pretty glad to hear both your voices again. Um, oh, good. Thank you. Last night, I, yeah, last night I was listening to one of you around midnight, and... You made a comment that uh, you're really breaking up, Tim. Oh, okay. Let me call you. Okay, call back. It's really bad. We'd we'd love the call, Tim. So Mm -hmm. please please call back. Please call back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cell phones. We have cell phone world. Yeah. Um, And then we're to remember that uh, you know God is in control. And it's not my responsibility to get results. But what you were talking about, too, is number six. When you know you failed in heart, actions, and attitude, just repent. You're sorry and accept the forgiveness and move on. Yeah, and I would add, Paula, that the quicker you are to repent, the easier it will be to accept the forgiveness and move mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. So, and if Because if you don't accept the forgiveness, you know, we're harder on ourselves than God ever was because, you know, for me in particular, I would say, oh, man, I blew it again. And then, again, beat yourself, beat myself up. And then what ends up happening, the condemnation would come. And then, you know, you just repeat the same old dumb cycle where because the enemy wants us to live in condemnation instead of really believing. uh, First John 1, 9, if we are faithful to confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So no more guilt, no more looking back on past failures. You know, that's that's the thing. We, oh, man, I did it again. Oh, man, I did it again. Oh, man. Instead of, look, no. Jesus died for all my sins, past, present, and future, and move on. Number seven, as we wait for Tim, you said we're to stop judging ourselves, stop having expectations of ourselves, but also of other people. So stop judging yourself, stop judging others, and or the situations. We can wait until we get to heaven. God will bring to light. <laughs> and you said, let the stinky stuff go away. 
Just serve the Lord with all yeah. of our heart. And the, let stink, God. the stinky stuff was a reference to the cow um, illustration that I <laughs> yeah. used at the beginning, <laughs> sort of the gas that comes out. Yeah, yeah. You know, but 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 you know, we we've got to be content with doing our best and then saying, "Okay, Lord, mm-hmm. on on the Bama seat day, you'll you'll let me know how I did." Yeah. And I think that's really, really important. Okay, we've got Tim back on line one. Tim, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Uh, can you hear me better now? Much Way better. Way better. Okay. Okay, so um, last night around midnight, I was listening to one of your sermons, and it was about Jesus going to the cross and how he didn't do it willingly. He did it through obedience. Uh-huh. And I thought that was really profound because then you added about people who are so eager to sacrifice or be persecuted and stand up for Jesus. And it's like, well, you got to really think twice about that, trying Mm. to run to being persecuted. And I understand what you're saying, but if you do find yourself persecuted, is it still okay to have a joyful pride that you stood up for what's right? Yeah, I'm a little confused by the term joyful pride. I think you can be joyful in in the middle of of the persecution, um, but but I don't think it's a a pride issue, Tim, as much as it is just a submission issue. I think I think like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he begged the Lord, he begged his Father three times to let this cup pass from him. Three times he was told no, and and his prayer was nevertheless, Thy will, not my will, be done. And I think when you're in the middle of a, uh, a, a a trial where you're being unfairly persecuted. Jesus said, happy are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. And so I think you can get to that place where you can say, Lord, this is hard, but, but I, I'm, I, I feel like I've, I've honored you and I feel like you're pleased. And that is always something to be filled with joy over. You know, Tim, there's a great story about the, the church father, Polycarp. Um, you can find it in the, the, the Book of Martyrs, um, he, he was a, a disciple of John. That's how far back he goes, John the Beloved. Uh, and, and at 84 years of age, um, uh, he, he refused to, to uh, recant his faith. Um, Christians were being persecuted. He was such a beloved man that, that even his persecutors uh, wanted to give him a break. And, and they kept telling him, they said, you know, if, if you'll just recant, we know you don't mean it, but just say it so we can get you off the hook and you won't be put to death. And uh, he said his, uh, his response was, 80 and four years, I've never once been denied by my Lord. I'm not going to deny him now. And they burned him at the stake. And, and uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs says that he was actually singing and as his flesh began to burn, there was a fragrance of of, uh, of perfume rather than the fragrance of, of burnt skin. And it was just a, a man who was being faithful to the very end, and God was pouring out an abundance of grace on him. So, yeah, I, I think we can be, in a in a humble sense, proud of the fact that I, I, I hung in there. I think, on the other hand, Tim, we have to balance that with... Um, I can do nothing apart from you, Lord. So even this, which brings you glory, is being credited to you and not to me, as it should be. And I think, Tim, if you're being persecuted and you're hanging in there, uh, I know one thing for sure, and I use this phrase all the time in my church, you can 
feel the smile of Jesus mm-hmm. on you at that time. Mm-hmm. Does that help you, Tim? It actually clears it up quite um, greatly, because I didn't want to use the word pride because I know yeah. that's the downfall of man, but I was trying to get that point across of being happy. I'm thankful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but, and, and I like that you said put it that way, Tim, because, um, you know, when, when Jesus says, blessed are you, and the word is happy, happy are you when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, he never says you'll feel happy. <laughs> he, just said, he just said the reality is that you'll be happy, mm-hmm. and you communicated that really, really well. Mm-hmm. Tim, thank you for that. Thank God you. bless you. Mm-hmm. you that sounds like one of those... Oh, I'm so sorry. That, that sounds like one of those crown opportunities where Jesus will set the crown on your head for whatever that was you did for his glory. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Tim. Thank you mm-hmm. very, very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I worry about somebody who's listening to me at midnight, though. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, does that mean I'm... I don't listen to you at midnight. No, that's what Other I'm than breathing deeply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know, I got, I got Apple TV now. I can see you <laughs> big as life. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so... That was number seven. Don't judge yourself and don't judge others. Stop having expectations. Just do the best you can and and be okay with that. Learn uh, to be patient with you. Okay. And others. Number eight. This is my favorite one. Well, it's my third favorite one. This is your favorite because I said this, I learned this from my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, seriously, stop, stop worrying about what people think and be easier on yourself on my two tops. Yeah. (laughs) This one. God is nice. God is nice. He wants to reward you. Now, that is one of my favorite scriptures. Yeah, in the end of verse 5, it says that that, uh, uh, at that time, each man or woman will receive their praise from God. Yeah. And we have a tendency to think that we're sort of on probation and Mm. God is is scowling at us. Yeah. But God is waiting to praise us. Can you imagine that? Yeah. No. If I did 900, and I say this all the time, if I did 999,000 things wrong with the wrong motive and everything, God's not, when I get to heaven, he's not going to say, you know all that stuff you did. It's a wonder you made it up here, girl. But he's looking for that one time I did something with the right heart that he would get all the glory to say, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm glad you said yes to Jesus for just this moment. Here's a big crown for you. You must not just get one. You know, I'm going for other ones, but one will be good. But yeah. He wants to praise you, and and we are hard on ourselves. Um, Too many of us thinking, you know, Jesus has this expectation of absolute perfection. You know, like a lot of people think we can be sinless. The freedom that I have, (laughs) knowing that I will not be sinless until I get there, really releases me from that, oh, man, he's going to be mad if I don't do this the right way. Man, he's going to, no, 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 he's looking to praise me, and he's very thrilled with those times when I know I've, I've, I've not done the best, but he's thrilled when I know I've not done the best, and I'll say, Lord, I, I didn't do that so well. And he's like, that's okay, let's try again. Yeah. Well, th- those eight things, if, mm-hmm. if we'll practice them in, in this new year, um, I promise everybody listening that your 2021, your walk with Jesus will be lighter, Mm-hmm. It will be more fun, more enjoyable, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you'll realize that, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it instead of 
you know, you being grateful that he began, but you're going to grit your teeth and kind of finish it on mm -hmm. your own. Um, the, 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 the pressure will be completely released. And, and you'll find out that being with Jesus is really fun. Mm -hmm. And even in the middle of a difficult time. I mean, we thought 2020 was bad and 2021 has started <laughs> worse. Mm -hmm. and, and yet we can still have that enjoyable walk with Jesus. And, and I think he wants us to. He expects us to. Mm -hmm. All we have to do is believe him. Yeah. You know, uh, just thinking about 2021 being better. You know, we got this. We got our world is is still as crazy. We thought when the clock or the yeah, calendar turned to 2021 that all might be better and well, you know. And no, it's not yet. But we need to be more focused, focused, yes, on on Jesus and that He's here with us all the time. Nothing, absolutely nothing, is a surprise to Him. He knows exactly every moment of every day, and he already has a plan to make sure his plan comes to fruition. And so as Christians, we need to just relax and say, okay, Lord, we're in this storm, and yet you are there with us. You promised never to leave us or forsake us. And I, I like uh, when you did the year-end message, when you were talking about Peter, you know, he's walking on the water, and then he got distracted. Well, he was distracted with by the winds and the waves. And the winds and the waves is the news of the world, the doom and gloom of politics, the debates, the riotings, the protesting. And, you know, wow, wish we could go back to the good old days. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for somebody to say, I wish we could go back to 2020. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But here we are in 2021, and it's not looking a whole lot better yet. But Jesus is the same, never changes. He's there all the time. He's with us. And Jesus is going to ask not just me, but all of us to be stretched beyond our comfort. And we got to know he's watching. He's watching me. He's watching you. He's watching all of us. He's with us. And so when afraid or worried, we're just to cry out, Lord, help. I want to rightly represent you, even to these who are not so sweet because you love them. You love them. And I want to look for Jesus. I want to look up way more than out. I want to focus on Jesus and not all the stuff that's going on around me. Realizing at the same time, Jesus loves every one of the people that are without him. He wants them to be saved. And, you know, Peter, the encouragement that I got from this was, when he cried out, Lord, help, Jesus immediately grabbed him. If we, too, will, Lord, I'm scared, I'm mad, I'm frustrated, all those things, I need you to help me. Jesus grabbed him immediately, and, and he said, oh, you have little faith. Not in a mean way, not in a disappointed way. He was saying, you have little faith, but that faith, but that's all you really need. Mm -hmm. I love that passage, Paula, because because really he didn't say you have. He just he, he just gave Peter a nickname, little mm -hmm. faith. Little faith. But but you're back. You're safe in the boat with me. Yeah. Hey, we got a couple of calls waiting. I know this yeah. first one is for you, Paula. Jeff from San Antonio on line one. Jeff, you're on the air. Hey, y'all. 
Yeah. That's right. Hey, y'all. How you doing, hey, Mr. Y'all. Jeff? Mama Paula. This is three days in a row. Well, this one was for third you. Time. I know. I heard third him on the charm. radio yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> third, time, third time is a charm. No, uh, no really, I don't have a question. I'm been just, I've been listening to you, and, you know, I think some of the, you know, talking about us trying to be the best, and we live in a culture that says second place is the first loser, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so... So we have that we have that pressure to like perform, and it just spills over into who we think we're supposed to be, and that's uh, it's just really tough. But I have a question for you about you know it's probably going back to the marriage conference or maybe pre-marriage conference or whatever kind of mm-hmm. maybe thinking about getting married conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the two of you have had like mutual. I think mutual like confirmations about about a lot of different things through your through your life through your married life. Have there been times where where you have not had a mutual confirmation about something, and then you decided to do it because Pastor Ron, you you really felt it, and then Mama Paula, you just really went along with it. Um, I'm kind of asking that question just because I'm going through some of that kind of thing right now in mm-hmm. in my own uh relationship so there there's some there's some real I I feel like I've really had a lot of confirmations even in the word and she feels like no she she hasn't received that confirmation for me to be doing that so we shouldn't really do that until God confirms it with her. You know what I'm saying? Mama Paula? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's how we got to San Antonio. God told Pastor Ron, at the time, just Ron, um, go to San Antonio. And he came home and he said, the Lord has said to me, we're, we're to go to San Antonio. And I said to him, I don't think so. I was saved mm-hmm. first. If anybody was going to get the instruction, it would be to me. Because, you know, I'm his kid longer than you kind of a thing. Oh, yeah, I had attitude big time. And so Ron says to me, well, okay, honey, we won't be going until we're agreed on this. Please pray. And so as I prayed, I think it took me three weeks, Jeff, because I didn't really want to pray. I didn't really want to hear from God that I was mm-hmm. really supposed to submit to Ron and come to San Antonio because I didn't want to come here. Um, and eventually uh, the Lord said, you have what you've asked for. What's that? A godly man who prays to me and listens to me. Mm-hmm. You can trust him. You can follow him. But for any woman, seriously, um, it's our responsibility to submit to our husbands as to the Lord. And I'm looking at the Rubik's Cube in the office here again. Trusting our husbands is really trusting God and God will because, you know, my my name is precious. I'm so precious Mm -hmm. to the Lord. He would protect me. But, yeah. yeah, it would have been wrong for me to tell Ron, no, we are not going, God. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff, on the other side of that question, I think, I, I can't think, now, if there was one, Paula may remember, but I don't I don't think I've ever stepped out in front of, of uh, Paula. Uh, uh, you know, I've always felt like if God is telling me to do something, um, then he is going to bring her along. And when I told Paula, for example, about San Antonio, I told her, look, I know you love Jesus. I know you're going to pray. 
And in your situation, that's exactly what I would do. I would say, look, um, we're not going to do this until we're, we're together in it, until we're agreed. How can two walk together unless they agree to do so? But that means I'm counting on you to open your heart and honestly seek the Lord about what to do in this case. And and a lot of times one partner in the relationship can kind of use, well, God hasn't confirmed it to me, and they're really not even asking. And if that persists, if Paula would have persisted, just, well, God should have told me first, I don't want to go to San Antonio, uh, God would have tightened the screws on Paula. Mm-hmm. Um, but But I knew, I had the confidence that she would pray, and I also think, Jeff, that it's something that the husband and wife should pray together about where you can kind of sit there and say, okay, Lord, we're waiting for you to speak to our hearts. And um, the Holy Spirit is a wonderful way of intervening in things like this. Thank you, Jeff. We're almost Amen. out of time. i got some got somebody Love else you. holding on the phone. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's go to you, Jimmy on line one. Jimmy, thanks for holding. Sorry it took so long. You're on the air. Hi. How y'all doing? Great, Jimmy. Hey, what scripture was that when y'all were talking in the beginning about... Is it First Corinthians? First Corinthians four, the first five verses was the study from this past weekend. Are you talking about the sex no, one or the no, other one? Not, 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 not this. Um, when you are talking about submitting to each other, not I, I know about the uh, the one you taught Sunday. Oh, that's First Corinthians seven. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 7, seven. What are the verses? Nineteen. Oh, oh, yes. Let me. Uh, starting in verse one. Oh, verse 1, okay. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 1 through um, 7. Okay. That's, good. Uh, that's all I wanted to know, because that was very interesting. <laughs> yep, it's very unpopular. I'll be teaching that we're in 1 Corinthians now, so I'm I'm less than three chapters away from that. And I always get a lot of flack. Well, you don't understand how I feel. You don't understand what I'm going through. All I can say is this is what I understand. This is what the Word says. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, we get a lot of opposition when we teach passages of Scripture like this. But you got to teach it as it comes up. Jimmy, thank you. Paula, we are inside one minute now. I know. And, and Jimmy, Ephesians 5 is coming up Friday. You could be here to hear about wives submit to their husbands and then... Don't miss the next one. Husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church. Yeah. Husbands, husbands have a typical uh, for memory problem. They forget the verse before, mm-hmm. submit to one another out of reverence or fear of God. Yeah. And then they, they forget the husband's sacrifice. Put your wife's needs ahead of your own. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. thank you for calling. Hey, that's our time, Paula. Thank you for being here. It went fast, huh? Yep. Audience, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Fall more in love with Jesus. Keep your heart and your minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the glory. Mm -hmm. See you on Friday morning or Friday afternoon. Happy New Year, everybody.